Sunrise and sunset, you're lying while you confess. Keep trying to explain. The sunrise and the sunset, you realize then you forget what you've been trying to retain. I wish it. Yeah, I know you fall. Yeah, I know you gone. Yeah, you wanna fall with Sash Love Nick and the fall out with yeah, we talk. It's six o'clock, it's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Dot FM and dot SF. It's like me and Pancake today. Uh, enjoy. Everyone must be uh, going to Alameda, I assume. Or they could be at that Glen Park open mic, the one that's at 5.30 at the baseball diamond out there. I know where everybody is. I uh, haven't been to that one yet because I'm usually here. I'm always here at the Mutiny Radio Studios and your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll see, you know, what's happening today. Um... Looks like Pancake wants to do jokes, though. So, here we go. Do you want a notebook so you can take detailed notes? Um, audience. And then send them in for us. Uh, or, or Pam, do you want a notebook so you can jot down some ideas on my set? Would that be good for, I mean, it's a w- workshop, right? I don't want you to just go off the top of your head, you know, the last joke that you heard. You are an attentive listener, but you you look busy back there. So maybe I shouldn't press it any, any further. So, I'm Pancake, I'm the Syrup King. It's c- quite loud, my voice. I am reviewing the thoughts in my mind, and I've decided not to do my regular opening because it's played out. I want to save it. So I've been taking some risks when it comes to my farts of late. But I've learned from experience to hedge my bets. But again, it all depends. I was in a horrendous accident. And it befell me and my friend. We were taken away to the hospital. And uh, I stumble out. And as my wife would say, You managed to find a liquor store. That's um, a little excerpt of something I heard the other day. I once drank and drove. And I was like 10 minutes in and I pull over to throw up. I decided not to drive any further. I I think I threw up just because of the guilt. How about this for a couple of uh, band names? Mage Thief, 
ancient history beef, and of course, Spider Freeway. So imagine being well off. Imagine you can't have kids for, for whatever reason. But imagine adopting a kid because you're ready for a change. Now, think about winning the double jackpot in the fucked up lottery that is adopting children. Like, you raise a, a little Steve Jobs, Marilyn Monroe, Nelson Mandela, you know? Babe Ruth, John Lennon, Jamie Foxx, you know? Now imagine thinking you won, but you raise a little Snooky, Nicole Snooky Palizzi, yeah. Ray Liotta, Meg Ryan, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, Bill Clinton. Just imagine adopting a little Hellspawn. I went to this party and I ducked into the bathroom because I was a little nervous and uh, I washed my hands, I look in the mirror and then I hear a, a cheer. I hear my name being screamed at the top of everyone's lungs outside the bathroom. My name. That's the best part of a, a party, when someone with your name shows up that everyone loves. All kinds of ways to make money for donation-wise. Um, GoFundMe. Um, reviewing my notes. Oh... I had I had this friend. She had a smile that could neuter a dog. Uh, the dog's name was Dog Barker. Not Bob Barker. Uh, have you seen these art channels on Instagram making the most adorable ashtrays? Where did you go wrong? Where did we go wrong as a society? And uh, Kaiser Wilhelm, okay? Hitler is really just an appropriator. He stole everything. Art, culture, the Buddhist swastika, Charlie Chaplin's mustache, the whole Kaiser Wilhelm abdiction thing, you know. But Chaplin's... Chaplin's mustache, you know? I had this other friend who needed to look at other notes on his phone. Analog. Um... Can anyone else read my handwriting? Uh, Viva La Bam was my generation's Jersey Shore. Um, 
that's all I got on that. It was just bullet point thoughts that I had. Oh, my, I'm going to name my child Hitler. I'm going to change the stigma. We got to reclaim it. If I can't have Chaplin's mustache, I'm going to name my child first name Hitler. Okay? Peop other people are pussyfooting around calling their children Adolf. Well, I'm just going to get right to the point. I can't believe what people are letting me get away with nowadays. At least they haven't beaten us in skateboarding. Have you seen this? That is a person talking about them like they're a noun. Did you see this? Hey, look at that one. So many times I want to yell out in the crowd, I helped him write that. Well, I, w I was the basis of that joke. <laughs> the joke is about me. Uh, ladies, are you watching Bunheads at home? And guys, you're watching Tower Prep? Well, I bet 99% of us are not watching All-American. Uh, who's listened to Sunday Best by Surfaces more than 11 times? These are all the top music things that, um, music and television that, that teens watch. This is very hip. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. Is your time really, um, so precious that you're counting the seconds? These days, we only believe in two things. Uh, the Big Bang or the Big Daddy in the sky. I just, every time I, I crumple something up, I'm like, I'll never make it dense enough to contain, to push all the molecules together to make a Big Bang. What is the Big Bang? I ponder this. I got passed at the lake. Oh, shoot. I was supposed to do Oakland Unicorn tonight. I was supposed to host Oakland Unicorn tonight. Uh, every cough here tonight started out as a laugh. Who not trying to be a stepdad. No, no, I want to be a real dad. For Christmas. I had a roommate who I guess used the same brand scent and strength deodorant as me. I'm sharing toiletries with a guy who doesn't even share his poly girlfriend. Uh, left a dead body in the toilet the other day. I went over to a friend's house and I discovered a a whole dead body in the toilet. It was a spider, but 
I really, really don't care for. You guys going to protests? You hate protests? Yeah, protests are happening. Uh, you you told me it was a major turnoff after we made out. You said, "Hey, your breath stinks." Right after we shared a cigarette together. It, you can't say my my breath smells like an ashtray. And I taste like a chimney. When you were right there with me. You didn't brush your teeth in between. <sighs> Hands down, Gene Hackman is the best Lex Luthor. You know, you hit rock bottom when you walk barefoot into a gas station bathroom. Need sex? Can't wait? Won't wait? You ask for it and I won't give it. You offer me sex and maybe I'll take it. You want sex? You can't handle the sex. Mid-June. Mid-June. Did anything happen that you want to talk about, people? Why don't you call in, 415-550-0511. Give us a call. Give me some, give me some constructive criticism. We're live. I have uh, my best jokes of the 20 teens in uh, CD format. Uh, you can buy them on my Etsy page for pennies on the dollar, pennies. Finally met someone, you know? <laughs> Round of applause for me. I found a, finally found someone who uses a poop knife. And that is when you have to use a butter knife to chop up your fecal matter when it won't fit down the toilet. I am a caregiver, and I've seen it all. I've seen the worst parts of what we can become when, be when, when nature calls collect and you don't accept those charges. I was in preschool, as uh, maybe some of you were. I got higher learning when I was a child. And uh, this girl... This little girl, same age as me, maybe four or five. And she would always complain about home life. Well, it was the 90s. We didn't really care. And uh, we, we, we've seen it all on a sitcom. But she would always stand in the doorway when we played house. And she'd pretend to smoke a cigarette all day. And then when she would always demand that she play the mother when we played house, and she would say to her daughters, you hurt my uterus when you were born, and now I'll never have more children. 
How can... These are things she heard at home. How heartbreaking is that? She told everyone that some homeless people ate her birthday cake. Well, her dad went to these meetings every week, and they celebrated 10 years of someone's sobriety with a cake it was just ha- it just happened to be around the week of her birthday and she didn't get any birthday cake in her mind and so she's mentally scarred by the fact that all those dirty humbums were eating her birthday cake ah i'm standing on the ledge I'm standing on the rides and nothing right now, audience, listeners. Uh, hmm. I'm quite parched. I brought my hot water up here in a Gatorade bottle. We got maybe someone walking up? No, just my imagination. Uh, do you have the time to listen to me? And blather on about funny things that I found on the internet. Well, prepare your sphincters because I have never been on the internet. I don't know what a Mimi is. Meme? I am. C- hmm. uh, t- nowadays, we, we gather around and fraternize when we smoke cigarettes. Because there's no more campfires. <laughs> Surprisingly, I accidentally shook hands with someone today. Did you ever imagine you'd, you'd catch yourself saying that? Unless you were Howie Mandel? I accidentally shook someone's hand today. Oh. Well. We used to we used to shake all the way up to the forearm, shake each other's forearms. I am almost halfway done. Cool, cool. Uh, listeners at home, don't steal this. I was uh, on the internet the other day. Someone coerced me into the devil, and uh, I took this quiz to find out what house I was in Hogwarts. I took it about three times. I put I put some distance in between when I did them too, and, and they were all conclusive. I am a Hufflepuff, which doesn't sound cool. But even when you think about it, uh, you can't buy the merchandise. There's only two brands in the stores, Gryffindor and Slytherin. And if if you wear Slytherin clothing, it's like putting an SS armband on and strutting around town, telling everyone you're a little Hitler youth. And everyone wants to be in Gryffindor. 
unless they're a, a closeted skinhead. What about Ravenclaw? You know? I wanted to be a Ravenclaw if I wasn't a Gryffindor. Yeah, I wanted to be a Gryffindor too. You read the books that you're compelled. Why do we why do we let peds cross the street? There should be no ped crossing. Get the pedos out of the street. Off the street. They're supposed to be in their homes. Uh, getting Meals on Wheels. It's like um, house arrest. Hmm. That's f yeah. That's how my notes work. Um, nice to service service industry people because of my dad. I just want to make up for every meal we had together when I was a kid where he would just he was n he was not he was not the best uh patron let's say that would who who would i replace who is a is a prompt um that i got the other day all all in the hopes of making it on ooh that's a deep cut um, I'm sorry. None of these are prepared. Pam, you, um, do you want to? And I'll be like, you know Well, you did 20 minutes. Um, do you want me to get, did you want to go to Alameda? Because I can give you notes off air if you want to go to Alameda, unless you didn't plan to go to Alameda tonight. Oh, I planned. Oh, okay. Well, I can give you notes in the car. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody, because no one else showed up. Screw them. Yay, pancake, yay. No Sweet. Uh, I'm going to play an old joke workshop after these COVID, this new breaker. Uh, thanks for being here tonight on Joke Workshop. We're going to play an old joke workshop after and uh, head out to Alameda. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey, take a break from the social isolation and come out to all jokes the daytime outdoor comedy show at All Good Pizza in Bayview on Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Where Drea Myers hosts a super funny lineup of comedians. Grab some brick oven pizza and enjoy the show in an outdoor courtyard with plenty of room to be physically distanced. See you soon at All Good Pizza for this tremendous outdoor comedy show at 1605 Gerald Avenue in the Bayview. That's all jokes at Good Pizza with Drea Myers, Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. 
Hey you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it. And don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch. And, uh, and uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know. I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please. This is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing. Despite of their size, please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate. To our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. A 
Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. everybody it is monday it's six o'clock you might or might not be listening to mutiny radio or you're listening to the podcast it's the joke workshop here on mutiny radio every monday from six to eight i'm your host pam benjamin uh comedians are gonna get up here they're gonna do four minutes at a time and then they're gonna get critiqued by a panel of their comedian peers and if you remember if you're gonna feed someone a shit sandwich at least make the bread taste good be kind and helpful and uh listen to their jokes yay all right, your first comedian of the night, very, very helpful, came to me in my hour of distress today uh, with t- to deal with the chicken, and uh, good time. So thanks to Ethan Albers, and right now, your first comedian is Ethan Albers! Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I'd, nothing else going on. That's the life of a man who lives on a bus. It was that or YouTube videos about building sustainable homes. I'm being serious. I watch a lot of videos about sustainable homes. Anybody have any questions about uh, about sandbag houses, earthbag houses? I could. Corn cob houses. Corn cob. You, you like the you like those houses? Cool houses. Yeah. Hay bale houses. Yeah. 
Brad, good, good talk. <laughs> this is great. Best what climate? What climate are you living in, Avery? There's no such thing as a sustainable house in San Francisco. So, touche. <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> huh? Uh, Tulsa has a good comedy scene. This is a great four minutes. Like I, all right, we're we're gonna go down the road. I uh, uh, I recently found out about this uh, Throwback Thursday. You kids, you kids like on the internet. It's like a Throwback Thursday, and I I wonder if there's somebody out there in the world who who has learned about Throwback Thursday and gets really excited and goes, Yeah, on Thursdays, man. Thursdays are the day we get to use the N-word again. <laughs> Thursdays are the day. I'm surprised that's not what Throwback Thursday is. I'm surprised we don't use it for something else it's like that. It's just like, yeah, dude, today I burned the Greyhound bus outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Hashtag Throwback Thursday. <laughs> no? All right. A little too risky. Today I rejected some man of color from going to a voting booth. Hashtag Throwback Thursday. It's so fucking bad. That's such a bad premise. <laughs> so bad. Oh man. I uh, I uh, had a humbling weekend last weekend. Ah, as a week before, uh, I found out not all mountains are volcanoes. I thought all mountains were volcanic. Avery, do you understand that? Do you not understand this? Yeah, no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. Mr. Avery over in the corner. I grew up in Portland. Mount Hood, volcanic. Mount St. Helens, volcanic. Why would I assume otherwise? <laughs> Here's the thing. It's all the places I haven't been going because of volcanic mountains. Tahoe. Haven't gone to Tahoe because of volcanoes. Nope. No mountain. Of vol nope. No bar. I haven't gone to Tahoe. That's a lie. I've been to Tahoe. It's lovely. Honk, honk. Awesome. No, I want to hear critiques. I'm mainly here for critiques. I'm not really here for the telling of the jokes, more of the more of the rambling, seeing how my brain works. Where are we going to end at? I, uh, okay, I got one. This will eat some shit, but we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. Uh, I, had a, I had a moment the other day where I was like, maybe I got to get my shit together. Maybe I got to get my shit together. Uh, I was... Uh, I, so here's the thing, you know, me making most of my money off, like, uh, under the table, legally, but under the table, I'm not selling drugs, internet, not a drug dealer, I do not want you, like, so I managed to get myself on some EBT money, just like some extra, like, organic food, it's my organic food money, that's how I bought it, I'm on it, here's the thing, you ignore their call, they just turn that shit off, they just, like, cancel it on you, I didn't know this, did not know this, so they called me up, uh, a couple of days back, and I answered it, uh, and I happened to be going into a Jack-in-a-Box drive-thru. So I stopped, and I backed it up at a parking lot, South Berkeley, and I'm there, 
and there's I'm in this white Volvo I have for sale if anybody's interested. And uh, there's another white Volvo, the exact car, next to me with this guy clearly living out of this like dirty like old hippie dude in this car. And I start like yelling at this like EBT lady who like speaks really broken English. I'm just like yelling, and he's just eating this like jumbo jack. And I hang up the phone after I like I complete what I need to do. And uh, the man <laughs> looks at me and goes, EBT office, been there, man, been there. Just, that was it. And I was like, dude, I got to get my shit together because we're in the same exact car. We met 30 years apart at the same jacket about, like, this is bad. That's time. Ethan Albers, getting his shit together. Getting no. his shit together. Critiquing. Right now on the panel, it looks like in front we have Mary Goss, but I don't think she's. She would not listen. She's just. Stephanie like, Silverman. Oh, she always has go, go, good critique. Go. All right. Okay. I love. I love. You never hear jokes about sustainable houses, so I want you. Oh, want that wasn't a joke. I was. I know. I, I know. I'm, but I'm encouraging you. I was. I'm, encur I'm thinking you should explore that. And I thought of a joke like you didn't realize. You thought that uh, hay bales were sustainable houses, but then you put your horse in it. Ha <laughs> ha Okay. Hey and, the and, hay and then you wouldn't have a house. <laughs> and the, like, <laughs> they would just eat it. Um, <laughs> and then with the volcanoes jokes, I, I like uh, the story about that. Like, then you went to Tahoe, but then you were afraid to go to Tahoe because of uh, volcanoes. But now it's a there's like an avalanche. Then you got stuck in an avalanche. I oh, I see that. Like I see that volcanoes. word on like play. There's yeah. other things to be afraid of with yeah. mountains. I actually did that joke. I normally do it a lot different. That's okay. a lot funnier, I guess. Also, Donner That's Party all. is always fun to bring what? up. The Donner Party. Is that did happen on the way to Tahoe. Yeah, Lincoln Highway right yeah, there. So it's, a, Lake, it's yeah. a fun thing to bring up cannibalism, too. I mean, you could be afraid of both volcanoes and Dude, cannibals. I got to be honest. There's one, the couple of things I don't joke about in life, and cannibals one, man. It fucking creeps <laughs> me the fuck out. Like eating another person, that like... Wow. Greg Gettle, critique that's my set real that's quick. Very, uh, that's where he draws the line. Real bad. <laughs> Thank you for honesty. Oh, the throwback Thursday stuff. Oh, all right. What? I like the throwback Thursday. Thank you. Throwback Thursday to racism. Stuff. All right. Hey, everybody, put your hands together and keep them clapping for Ethan Albers. <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right, so I have to hold my finger up tonight because I'm trying to keep it above my heart, so it does not mean I'm giving you the minute. The minute is the horn. When you hear this, that means you have a minute. I'm just going to be holding my finger up. Just ignore it, okay? It's only the only time that's going to happen. All right, your next comedian is a wonderful young gentleman. He's never going to be a meth head. Really, that was what we learned out on the what we learned out on the street today is he's never going to be a meth head. Put your hands together, everybody, for Connor Doherty. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Not a good influence. No, stop talking during my set, Stefan. No, keep doing that. You're a comic. You know how this works. I don't think that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, haven't you seen the South Park where you get Asperger's? He doesn't have a TV. All right, you two fight it out, but not during my set. I had new jokes to talk about. I was thinking about skydiving recently. I'm very scared of heights. I've never been skydiving. I, I never will because I'm a pussy. I was thinking about it, though. If I were in the plane, I would probably do some combination of... Uh, P 
pee myself, throw up, and start crying. And I was, but then I was thinking about it, and it's like, if you only do one of those things, you're just a pussy. If you do all three of those things, like, it's sad. No, if you do two of those things, it's sad. Three, I fucked it up. <laughs> anyway, the point of this joke was, if I were in a plane and about to go skydiving, and like, you can't really force yourself to throw up, or I can't, and I also can't force myself to start crying, but if those are the two out of the three that I had started doing, I would just complete the trifecta and pee myself, because then everyone would be like, whoa, this guy's hardcore. <laughs> Good talk, everyone. I was hanging out in San Diego this weekend, and I met this SoCal skimboarder, surfboarder bro. He gave me mushrooms, and he had on the inside of his forearm prominently displayed just below his slightly too short t-shirt said memento mori which means what is it like reminder of death or something like that remember yeah anyway i knew the gist of it i didn't know what it literally translated to but i just wanted to be like dude some of us don't need a tattoo to remind us that we're gonna die like some of us just think about it constantly and don't like flaunt it like, I wish that I was at a place in my life where I could use my constantly thinking about death to, like, impress others, you know, like, put it on my body somewhere. Look at me. Reckon with me. Uh, this is also not a joke, just something that happened. I was talking to this guy. This was actually several years ago, but I was thinking about it recently, and he was talking about, he was in college, and he was talking about being at this party, and he's like, yeah, I just started fornicating with this girl in the hallway, and I was like, I don't think you know what fornicating means. Uh, my grandpa was the mayor of a small town in Wisconsin. He decided to run the day before the election as a write-in candidate. This is how small the town is. Like, he was able to do that and then get elected. And the one law that he made while he was in office, or at least the only one I've ever heard about, is that he made it so that all of the bars need to be on the same side of the road so that the drunks don't try to cross the street. <laughs> Which is like kind of brilliant. <laughs> Especially in a small town where like they just, you know, they don't like everything that's wrong with it is just gonna stay wrong with it and everything that works fine, like you can't really fuck it up. So it's just like new laws at this point are basically cosmetic. But I feel like that one has actually saved a life in the over the course of like the 30 years since he's been mayor. It's still true. All the bars are still only on one side of the road in Cumberland, Wisconsin. <laughs> Those are my ancestors. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, I had another joke. Does anybody remember my spy dad's bit that I gave up on? <laughs> Yeah, they they start a co they s they start a cover band called Extraordinary Rendition, which is a great pun. Anyway, once you get into the guys in the cover band playing Extraordinary Rendition, the additional tag to it is they play Jimmy Buffett songs, and then you say it's five o'clock in a secret prison somewhere. <laughs> Right. Uh, we have comments from people. Uh, it looks like Ethan Albers. It looks like Stephanie Silverman's there. I also have a couple cute things. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, speaking on behalf of the audience, 
f what's fornication? Are you kidding? It's a volcano. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it's fucking Ethan. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the it's like the Bible word. <laughs> it's the Bible word for sex for pleasure. Uh, okay. Um, no. Uh, the best thing out of that was the grandpa thing, the true story mayor thing. That's funny. Thank you. That's very very original and funny. Don't change change it. Just he's dead. I can't undo it. So. Yeah, that was definitely uh, very funny. Um, can you expand that? Like your so you could start with the premise of like. Your family accepts accepts people as they are, because <laughs> you know, like th he's accepting that people are drunk, but he's like yeah. putting a bandaid on it. Just don't cross the street. Like, what else could they do? Like, maybe that's something your family does. Yeah, I have a whole other thing about that side of the family and how they're rednecks and. But they're but they have but they're good at heart. They want to save drunk. No, they're not. Do they pee their pants? I was trying to think of a way to put together I mean, he all did of when that. He was like 90, but that's not really funny. That's well, just. <laughs> but the but the pee pants in the beginning, and then if you're talking about drunk people and your oh family yeah, and you have pee pants problems i was trying to think of a way for you to like bridge everything together and i thought that especially when you said just out of nowhere uh reckon with me it's like <laughs> so funny because you don't look like a person that would be in a fight you look like the guy that's going to pee your pants so like if you could do that sort of whole like keep going around to that like i'm this you know i don't know i just i don't like to use the word pussy because i feel like that demeans pussies which are really strong and amazing things um but the other thing that I thought was I'm funny a was a strong and amazing <laughs> thing. Okay, so then maybe that's fair. Um, but the other thing I, <laughs> the other thing that made me laugh was good talk, everyone. That's like yeah. a great thing to throw around whenever you want. It was really funny. Like if you don't get a laugh and you just say good talk, everyone. Like I thought that was a great back pocket maneuver. What, what did the guy think that fornicating meant? Did he just yeah. like conversating? It's unclear. I th like, I think maybe he thought it was, like, making out or something. Maybe he was fucking her. John Gallagher has a question about fornicating. With Zach Wiseman? I got something else. Um, for your for your Wisconsin joke, uh, it'd be funny if like the bars were on one side, but then like yoga studios were on both sides because you want them to get hit by cars because Wisconsin's not a very healthy place. <laughs> something like that. Noted. Like a fruit thing. What's it? It's a smoothie place. Jamba Juice. Yeah, like a Jamba Juice. They're like scattered all in corners. Okay. Allison, did you have or a thing? Yeah, on that same idea, I was thinking like uh, y your grandpa realized it was a real problem because you guys were losing all the drunks in town, which was like big decline in your population. That is funny. It's better than yours, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's clap, end. clap wildly. That was Connor Doherty, yay! <laughs> yay, Connor Doherty, yay! Oh, uh, all right. Your next queen. Hey, guys, there's chicken. Eat the chicken, eat the chicken. Sacrifice for the chicken. There's paminate on it. It's like a pam marinade. It's that's why it's so salty. It's it's all my blood. It's it's the hemoglobin. Delicious. Uh, all right, your next comedian is a very funny man. He runs a great open mic. He runs an open mic on Tuesdays. <laughs> that now. 
that now has a front light, which is fucking amazing. He is an amazing host, though, and he makes it work every week, and I always have a good time there when I go. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. If you like to wear pants, all right. it would be nice if you would take... Cool. All right. Uh, how are we doing? Um, so I was walking through San Francisco like all day on Saturday. It was about like, I don't know, like 12 hours to walk around the city just kind of taking things in. And like walking through the city is like taking acid because like it takes forever. And after you're over, after it's done, you're like, why aren't people better? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just all I felt. And I was at, I, and I was walking to Target to get a vacuum cleaner because I'm officially domesticated. And, and there's this homeless man, he was like, yay, hi, lengthy white dude. And like, when I first saw him, he was yelling at this black guy. And have you ever like walked in on a, a confrontation and knew instantly that the white guy definitely just said the N-word? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what happened. And then he started pushing people. He's walking, he's pushing people, slapping people. There's this guy on a bicycle, he's riding by. The guy slaps the guy on the chest on the bike. And, he, and then he runs away and the guy on the bike was just like, huh, huh. And he's like, what should I do? And then he turned around, and then he be like bolted towards the homeless guy. And he cuts the homeless guy off. He's like, why the fuck did you hit me? Why are you screaming at him? And all of a sudden, this, this man, he's a Hispanic man, face tattoo, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he had this pit bull on the leash. You know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> We've all seen him. And he goes up to the guy. He's like, I fucking saw what you did. And, but what happened was he was getting mad at the homeless man that was slapping everybody. And he was like, I got your fucking, I got your fucking cop right here. And he had the pit bull, and the pit bull was like trying to bite him. And he followed him for two blocks and chased him away. And I felt like any other time I've seen people like this, you know, the guy with the face tattoo, I always thought, run away. <laughs> like, that guy's the worst. Uh, but this time, he was the fucking hero. <laughs> and, like, I felt nothing but bliss. Like, I was like, like society made sense to me again. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need cops. I, I hate people, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just got so mad at him. Because I was like, you don't, we live in a society. You don't hit people. And you should be, I mean, I would, I would say murdered. <laughs> like, but I don't run worlds <laughs> or cities. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have a, uh, a drinking problem in the crowd? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, we got a couple in the audience. Yeah, I was uh, at work today sweating because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, huh, maybe I should do a little Googling, you know, and uh, see if maybe I should think about quitting drinking. And, and have you guys ever read, like, these questionnaires? Like, the <laughs> you, I think they invented them for you, Ethan. Um, <laughs> But no, like they always like have all these questions about like if you answer yes to like 60% of these, then you probably have a drinking problem. And about like <laughs> about eight eight of them down, I was like, I think you have a drunk a drinking problem if you say yeah, but to every question, <laughs> like like yeah, but like there's hypothetical, like yeah, but okay, like for example, I have them all printed out. <laughs> all right, all right, here's just some couples. Do you sometimes feel uncomfortable if alcohol is not available? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but like, what am I hanging out with children? Like, why is there not, <laughs> why is there not alcohol around, man? <laughs> Have you been having more memory blackouts recently? But you're like, yeah, but that's also could be due to old age. You know what I mean? Like, all right, first one's funnier. Okay. Um, do you usually have a reason for the occasions when you drink heavily? 
But it's like, yeah, but also, like, can't anything be a special occasion? Like, like I, I got to hang out with Ethan tonight. Let's celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about your perspective is what I'm saying. And uh, throughout the rest of the mics, I'm going to go through all these questions and uh, find out what works best. But thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Looks like Ethan's first on the panel. First one. Uh, the, the very last one you did about uh, uh, reason for drinking. You could go, yeah, I host an open mic at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. That is, that, that is a special occasion, man. Yeah, I think that the yeah, but is definitely the strongest premise of, of those. I think that... Uh, for that. Is it, is it hacky? Have you heard? No. no, no you haven't I've heard that? I, I mean, you know, just because I haven't heard it. I don't think it's hacky personally. But okay. I uh, I would say the setup might be a little smoother if instead of saying, like, I kind of feel like if you say, yeah, but you have a drinking problem, I yeah. would just say, survey was yes or no, but the weird thing is I kept answering, yeah, but, and then you can kind of segue into it. Also, I'm going to end that joke being like, you might also have a drinking problem if you came up with this joke while drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don Kelly on that one. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. That's true. Mm. Uh, also, I think uh, Prime segwayed into all the segments. Uh, Mike, oh, I don't the mic. <laughs> There's one behind you. I, um... <laughs> Segway into Segway material. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll actually, <laughs> I, 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 I regret giving him the mic. <laughs> um. Actually, the, the critique, your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah, which mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up. Yeah. And that's what I think was the funny part of that story, mm. and then the, the dude, the pit bull, came out of nowhere. God, he's a fucking saint. No one else? Cool. Thank you. Yay! Greg Gettle tells perfect jokes. Hooray! All right, your next comedian, uh, another funny guy. Hey, I got to also let you guys know there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Machines, 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 machines. Hey, guys. Also, Yuri's here for because he's hiding on whatever witness protection program he's fucking in right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What are you, Whitey Bulger? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um... Uh, so I've, like, I'm getting fat, and that's great, uh, but one of the greatest new ways that I'm finding out that I'm getting fat is that uh, I got a haircut recently. I used to have a big beard. Instead of saying what people used to say when I got my haircut, they'd say, oh, you, do you lose weight? But instead now they say, wow, your head looks smaller <laughs> to match your giant fat body. It doesn't work. It's not the same anymore. Uh, so, yeah, me and Greg are Segway tour guides, and uh, I am a very relaxed person. My life is very leisurely because literally I'm on a scooter most of my day. That's uh, I live a relaxed lifestyle, and sometimes I get too relaxed. Like today, I had a, a bit of an issue when trying to have a small talk with one of my guests. Uh, so one of the things we do is we talk about, we take the people to the Palace of Fine Arts, so we talk about earthquakes. We talk about like the 1906 earthquake and the 89 earthquake. And I was having a conversation with this guy about the 89 earthquake, and he's a guy from the East Coast, and so we're talking about the 89 earthquake and all the devastation it causes. And then somewhere in my brain, I was like, well, he's from the East Coast, Let's talk about an event that was bad that happened on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about 9-11 right now. <laughs> I was reading some cool shit about 9-11 earlier today, and I was on Reddit, and one of the things on Reddit that said was, 
Uh, all the people from 9-11 that were around ground zero are going to have the maximum amount of lung cancer from the asbestos fallout by 2040. So that's going to have the most lung cancer ever because all the people that breathe in the smoke. And I felt like this is the time. It's like, this guy's from Fidel Philadelphia, right? He's not from New York. So it's like, let's talk about 9-11 right now. And so with that, I say this, and this guy looks at me. His face just drops, and I'm like, well, 9-11's not a good move. This isn't a strong one. But what he says is like, yeah, my law firm was the very first firm to go back to work during 9-11. I breathed in all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, it's like, hey, I saw another thing about Cuba. You see Cuba? They got great things to cure lung cancer, man. And then fucking ran on my day. <laughs> No tip, no tip from him, and that's completely reasonable. You're very friendly from the rest of that tour, though. Yeah, so don't tell that joke anymore. That's what I got. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's like too comfortable, you know what I mean? You can't talk to a man, but like, see, look at your face. Fuck. That's so fucking funny. Her face at the front row is just like, ugh. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about 9-11 ever. You probably shouldn't, though. I remember I got attacked one time in the most peaceful open mic in Reno, Nevada, uh, it's a place called Java Jungle. I got attacked in Java Jungle. You're from Reno, right? I am. Yeah, so Java Jungle. I got attacked there for talking about 9-11 one time. It's pretty funny. A man ran across a room because he said, I was in ground zero. And I was like, all right, I don't care. <laughs> and then uh, got attacked. Um, so, like I said, what's uh, what was the other one? Actually, no, that's pretty much it. That's all I want to do. Anyway, thank you. All right, we have yes. people in the audience. <laughs> uh, I was thinking there might be something to uh, the guy is all mad that you're talking about Ground Zero, so he attacked you. And it's like, what are you doing, an impression of the plane or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. Um, I don't know how else you could set it up, but I knew you were going there, that whole 9-11 thing. Right. I knew that he was going to be there. Right, yeah. So if you could set it up in a way that that's like, Oh shit! Like more of a surprise to us that he was there. Oh okay, yeah okay. Um, or yeah, that you saw it on Reddit, so it was on your mind. You you, you brought it up in conversation, it made more sense that way, okay. and then yeah. yeah for sure. For wait what? The what the? Uh, first I don't. Okay. Like, like you're on a first day and you're trying to like you're like I I read this thing today and she's like actually I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Like yeah. So just reset it up and then just change yeah, it so around. Get rid of the segue thing. Okay. And just be explain why you're single. Oh, I think we know. I that. disagree. I like uh, I uh, I like the segue thing. I right. like the Palace of Fine Arts. But I say not 9/11. I say I don't know. Go awful with it. Just. Sandy Hook. I don't know. Like interesting. Maybe. Uh, okay. Somebody wait, laughed at that. Wait. So Sandy Hook. Oh, Hook was is it Ken Suzuki? Then don't do it. Don't I do it. Like Ken <laughs> Suzuki laughed at it because he's pure evil. I, I just okay. like that. You, right now, Sandy Hook is worse than 9/11 to you. <laughs> like I like that too. Oh. Oh. Wait. Really? Yeah. What? Like, like, like how? Pants. Is 9/11? What? I yeah. I, Wait, I'm so confused right now by all this. But there were kids. <laughs> Wait, there were kids quality murdered in 9-11. All right, yeah, exactly. Let's take it away from the shitty joke and then make it the exit. Yeah, exactly. What tragedy? Tragedy power rankings. That's good. 9-11 is pretty corporate. That's true. All right, any? Is that good? Okay. 
I, who would? Oh man, maybe. Yeah, that but nobody, true. nobody's gonna believe John was on a date, so that really is a good. Oh. Oh, that was for Yuri. Sorry, that was for Yuri. It was too. That was yeah. That was perfect. You have no choice but to take that. Right. Oh, uh, that white balls are taking DNA. Exactly well, yeah. I was, I was waiting this entire time for that, honestly. Yeah. It's all right. That's. I'm leaving. John Gallagher. Watched him come. All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite comedians. She always gives great comments and also funny jokes herself. You can see her next Tuesday. Uh, she'll be on the Brainwash Showcase when uh, Mutiny does its takeover the first Tuesday of the month. But right now, you can see her here. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman. Thank you for the chicken, Pam. Uh, I love how you just, like, when you provide a snack, it's like a whole bird. It's like, you don't make cookies or bring candy. It's like, here's a chicken. <laughs> Everyone snacked. It's snack chicken. Um, let's see. I'm trying something new every week. I think I want to do, like, the mason jar report. Like, places where I have found mason jars that have pissed me off because um, they have become the vessels that we just use to bring liquids to our mouth. That's what they are now. I was in a really bougie salad place, and, like, I ordered a salad, and it was 18 fucking dollars, and I almost lost my shit. Uh, I almost lost my shit, but then they served the water in those mason jar mugs, mm -hmm. and and that's when I really lost it. But, uh, you know, I contribute to the mason jar fiasco. Uh, it was Passover. I had a couple of Passover seders. For those of you that don't know, that's when the Jews celebrated their exodus out of Egypt. We have two nights. It can be fun. It can be boring. Uh, one portion of this is where uh, we put out a glass of wine for the prophet Elijah to come and drink with us. I did not have this special cup. I used a mason jar. I am guilty. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I had two Passover seders, and there's usually uh, like a not Jewish friend that's like, "Oh my God, can I like crash your seder? I want to come to your seder." And I'm like, "No, you can't come to my seder. It's for Jews. Judaism is not a spectator sport. This is not fun. You think this is fun? I'm going to take you to Chabad house, and you can wait four fucking hours before you have matzah ball one, and then they ask you for money for for Israel. How do you want to do that? Do you like that? Uh, no, it's not fun. I get irritated when people want to have fun with Judaism. It's like Judaism were fun. Like Jews wouldn't have been killed for being Jewish. People would have joined up." Like, I hate honor people that say they're honorary Jews. I'm an honorary Jew. I hang out with so many Jews. I love Jews. I want to be with you. I'm an honorary Jew. It's like you're an honorary Jew. Like, are you going to go to the ovens when the Nazis come? Or is it going to be like, well, I stood there while they took everyone, and then they came for the honorary Jews, and I did nothing. I don't think so. All right, working on that. Um, uh, the other thing that irritated me was within the last week, two women said that they were overachievers. <laughs> This one was like, oh, I'm such an overachiever. Oh, I just kind of, and then another one said, I've got to take a break. I've been an overachiever since like kindergarten. I'm like, do you actually know what overachiever means? Uh, being an overachiever means, usually it's a term that they use in school to describe someone who that they didn't think could do anything who actually did something. It means like they didn't think you had the potential and you're probably working yourself to the ground to get something done. It means people don't actually believe in you. Um, <laughs> and you got something done anyway, usually at the expense of doing it right, uh, or you charmed your way to the top. Um, so I'm, I, I, I really am okay with being an underachiever, because uh, that means people thought I could do something even though I didn't, so. <laughs> so they had faith in me, and I look smart, and that's the most important thing. Um, let's see. I feel like 
like uh, women probably uh, rank themselves. Like, you know, whenever I walk into a room, I look around, I'm like, where do I fit in in the hierarchy of hotness in here? Like, what, <laughs> where, where's my rank? Like, how fat am I in comparison to the other ladies? How thin am I? I think this might be something that we all do, and it can be, it can be convenient. Like, if I kind of want to relax, I can just go find a hotter woman and, like, hang out next to her and let her have the attention. <laughs> or if I want to, like, you know, just kind of play it up, I can go find someone who's less hot. Um, I don't know. That's not. That's just not. That didn't work at all. No. <laughs> I tried the alliteration hierarchy of hotness. That's probably pretty good. That was probably the best part of that joke. Um, I would like to quit drinking for a month or stop eating sugar for a month, uh, but I know how it's gonna go. Like I'm gonna feel great, and <laughs> <laughs> and then what? <laughs> then, then I'll <laughs> then I'll go back to that. It'll be awful. Um, what else? What else? I know I have something else. I've gone by so fast. You guys are so awesome. Oh my God, you guys are so awesome. Um, all right, I want help. I want help, you guys. Help me. Help me. Oh, Helpers, Ebony Silverman. First help by clapping. Yay! Clapping is helpful. What about do honorary Jews get taken to the toaster oven or something oh, like no. that? Oh, shit. <laughs> they get brown. They go to the, the tanning bed. They get brown, yeah. Um, I think that there's something at the end there with the quit drinking and overachieving connection. Um, like, you know you'd feel great, or that would be overachieving. You quitting drinking would be overachieving. Right. You know you'd feel great. All the things you'd probably get done mm -hmm. that you aren't expected to get done. I don't know. It's an idea. No one expects me to quit drinking, so. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. I want to go back to the beginning, the $18 salad. Because I think you have the perfect, uh, you have the setup where you say $18, and then you could just say, and I don't know, you have an easy joke there, where it's like, it's $18, and no, it wasn't made of, I don't know, baby meat's the first thing that comes to my head, but not that necessarily. It had ahi in it. It had ahi? Oh, that's $18 in <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Oh, yeah, that's funny right there. It has <laughs> ahi in it. Yeah. No. I feel like if you sat like next to a hot chick, You'd probably get more attention, because then I don't um, like. Let's say I'm like uh, a good-looking guy. Like you go to the you go to the less attractive woman, and and then the shows the hot girl. Like I don't care about looks. I care about the person. And then that's like an in. Oh, like a it's a move. Hmm. So like then all these guys will be talking to you, being like telling <laughs> well, you jokes and. Oh my God, did you study that? That would be that's a good joke, because like my actual experience, my actual experience is like if I go out drinking with a hot chick, like. Then I can just check my phone for a while, cause like the guys will talk to them, and then I can just like Facebook or whatever, and like I get some time to myself. You guys can take. Might be like a next level strategy, but she's writing from personal experience. You guys can go take Greg Gettle's class on finding and wooing women at OMG on Tuesday. How to show hot chicks you totally don't care about hotness. I'm gonna fuck so many hot chicks by not fucking hot chicks. It seems so funny when I woke up in the middle of the night to write that. No, no, I understand. It makes sense because, but he, he, I mean, these young guys in their late 20s, they just do not even, they don't understand us. No, they don't. That's fine. That's fine. It seemed funny when I wrote it. Like, I got up and I wrote it on my, like, iPad keyboard, and I'm like, oh, this seems so funny. And then I was like, good thing I have an iPad because I don't have to not be able to read my own handwriting. And then I couldn't read the shit that I typed. Like, <laughs> that's funny right there. Oh, I feel better about myself. I guess, like if I want to feel good about myself, I go stand next to an ugly girl, but. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't like that. The whole premise is probably if stupid. You, yeah, like, if you think about Guys and Girl, because, like, you didn't want that to happen as well. So, like, you're actually kind of asking them to act. Yeah. Or, like, maybe you could throw something in there where ugly girls do something that nobody ever anticipates. Like, they go out and start fires <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's just like, hey, hey I'll go, like, you know, I go out with ugly girls, you know, and you have the anticipation yeah. and, you know, to start fires <laughs> places because ugly girls are known arsonists. That's a thing. And Greg talks about it. Greg hits on them, right? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I like it. It doesn't have to be fire. But I, I like fire, though. Like Fire's the thing, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Thank clap you. wildly for Stephanie Silverman. Yay. Jokes about Seder. All right. Your next comedian is a lovely young man who is going to tell you his jokes right now. Uh, I was going to say something. You had a funny set last week, but I don't I don't remember what I was going to bring out about it. But never mind. Just clap, you guys. Hey, it's Jesse Warren. Yay! Hey, guys. So I went through a breakup pretty recently, uh, mostly because dating her was getting in the way of me doing what I'm most passionate about, which is dating other women. And... Uh, we were we were together for a really long time. We were together for five, almost six Netflix series now, and <laughs> it was uh, it was hard. No, we were together for for four years. So when we broke up, it felt more like we were graduating from each other. Like I like I walked away feeling like I had earned a bachelor's in Megan, <laughs> which uh, which in this economy I don't I don't know if it's gonna do me any good. I'm. I'm like shooting, I'm really shooting for like a Sasha or like a Britney, but really I'm only qualified for like another Megan <laughs> or like a Betsy or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the last, uh, the last year was really bad because when I should have really been spending time thinking about like the long term and going to grad school and stuff like that, all I could really think about was transferring. Like I was sitting there daydreaming like, Oh, I bet at SFU they won't uh, they won't yell at me for not looking away during the sex scenes on Game of Thrones and yeah whatever that was okay uh, yeah so uh, we ended things on a good note uh, which in my experience is the worst way to end a breakup <laughs> or end a relationship it uh, it's horrible it's never went well for me there's no there's no closure when it ends on a good note. When it ends terribly, you know exactly what you have to do, right? Delete her number, unfriend her on Facebook, text all her friends. There's like a really time-tested formula for dealing with a bad breakup. Uh, for example, my, la my, last best my last bad breakup went like this. This girl told me, Jesse, I cheated on you, and you suck. And, uh, <laughs> And I was, I was caught off guard, I didn't know what to say, so I said, yeah, well your pussy smells. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't really smell, I was just trying to think of something hurtful to say. And uh, she started crying, immediately she started crying, and I left, and I never saw her again. <laughs> I don't know why uh, she was crying about it, I wouldn't cry about that. My balls smell. Uh, my balls smell. <laughs> my balls smell, which is why I spray cologne on them. Uh, because I am actively trying to better myself. I don't sit there crying about my problems. 
I'm making moves and trying to become a better person. <laughs> I'm hoping, yeah, she's gonna regret. Yeah, I'm hoping the next girl I'm with will be like, Jesse, why do your balls smell like aqua de Joe? I'll be like, because I won the genetic lottery, baby. I was born this way. I don't know, thank you guys, that's, that's all. Yeah. Jesse Warren's balls smell nice, yay. Jean Nate, what did you call it? What, what, what kind of stuff were you putting Aqua on your balls? Oh, something different. I only remember Jean Nate, you could buy it at like, remember, if you could buy it at like Mervyn's yeah. for your mom, <laughs> like Jean Nate. It was the cheap thing you bought your mom for Mother's Day. All right, Jesse Warren, we've got comments right now from Allison Hooker and it looks like Ethan Almers. Um, I like the premise about you graduated from the girlfriend. I think that instead of using real names, it'd be funnier as nicknames. So you graduated from whatever her nickname is, and you're, you wish you, and then you mentioned you wish you went to grad school. You should have been thinking about that. What yeah. would grad school be in terms of like nicknames of girlfriends? You know what I mean? Like what would be the next level? What do you, what do you mean nicknames? So like, like. I don't know, what if it was something that's immature or annoying about her or oh, felt like you, a okay. first relationship? I got you, I got you, okay. Okay. About her, you know, that would make her just community college. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And then later when you're talking about, like, I should have been focused on grad school, I should have been focused on a, <laughs> what's the nickname for somebody that's the next step? What are you looking for now? You know, like that. It's an idea. Cool, thank you. Did anybody, did the Joey Avery say the thing yet? What? Oh, just that your joke is, uh, yeah. premise-wise, is very, very similar to something that Joey Avery's been doing for, oh, I don't know, like eight, eight months. Yeah, no, I mean, it's different, like, when it's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's totally different, and you, you went a different way. Like, your point is that, like, it's about that girl. I would just say... You know, I'll sh I'll tell you what mine is, just so you can keep that in mind, so yeah. that you steer clear sure. of that, because yeah. obviously we'll be doing similar shit. Yeah, sorry, man. I, 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 Dude, uh, no, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard you. Too. I'm a hundred percent sure of that, okay. and it was totally original. It's just a similar premise. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Th that's happened to me before. There was a girl who came here from Australia, and she did a joke, and she did this thing about uh, the Little Mermaid having all these dildos. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Identical to one I have about like, what's a mermaid vagina? Like how many trove can treasures untold? All this thing about dildos in a mermaid vagina. And hers was almost identical to mine, but it's possible That's because she lives crazy. in Australia. So sometimes people come up with very similar premises and they play out because we all are sort of human. I don't know how that works, but it's happened to me too. We probably have similar problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <being a> douche. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, on that topic, Remember that day it was you, me, and Alex having a conversation. Alex said, hey, isn't it kind of douchey to have a conversation with somebody with headphones in your ears? This was two Mondays ago. Okay, no, I <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Like, there's something so very bro stereotypically bro-y and douche-sounding about talking about coloning your balls that, I don't know, I felt, it made me laugh, but I was like, you should address it, like... Yeah. My balls, like, uh, that's why I spray cologne on them. Yeah. Instead of saying because I'm trying to better myself, be like, because I'm a douche. Okay. Bag or something like that, because, yeah. and, you know, I have no disrespect to anybody else in here that does that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was I like, okay, that's how, like, play with them, man. Because yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I nair them. <laughs> Jesse, that joke about the, the person who spray 
Oh, is it? So I, I actually was steer. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, I, I was thinking about taking that part out because I think it makes some people uncomfortable. It, like, I can feel it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Whatever. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You've been pitching this idea for a while, Jenny. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. You told. You told me about it. I'll. Yeah, I'll look it up. Cool. Cool. Everybody, clap wildly. Jesse Warren. Yay! Bye, Stephanie. Yay! She brought uh, lemon drinks. If there's one left, you guys are welcome to drink a sober drink that Stephanie was so. Generous to bring Pellegrinos for the group. Uh, eat chicken. Eat that carcass. All right, moving along. On the joke workshop. Uh, your next comedian is another lovely human being. I'm glad that he's here, gracing us with his presence at Mutiny Radio. Listen to his jokes, write some notes, and clap wildly right now for Jonathan Ortiz. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How's it going? What's up, Mutiny? I'm an anchor baby. I'm an anchor baby, first generation. That means Trump hates me. Sorry, President Trump hates me. Wants to kick me out, wants me to build a wall. It's like, I don't know how to build. My ancestors built walls. My, my ancestors built pyramids, okay? I can't build a relationship with the redhead at work. It's like, thanks to dad, I could build emotional walls. That might come in handy. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Feel good about yourselves. Mexico, <coughs> test, Mexico, Mexico. Uh, Mexico's got the best human rights and civil liberties, you guys, for the low, low price of 200 pesos. Just, yeah. Uh, there, in Mexico, you could buy politicians at the flea market. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'll take an horchata, um, a college degree, and a mayor. <laughs> you got all your shots? Get in the fucking cart. Yeah, God, I'm so funny. I love it. <laughs> I'm so awesome. I got pulled over by Federale. This is a true story. I got pulled over, and uh, the department's on a budget in Mexico. Like, the siren was just the him hanging out the window like, woo, woo, woo. And when I first got there, I wasn't a real Mexican. Like, I was as Mexican as Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Like, and they, this is a PSA for, I guess, white people. Let's be honest. If you ever find yourself getting pulled over, they always say the same thing. They say, we got to tow your car, right? You got to spend the night in jail because the judge doesn't get back till Monday. <laughs> and I was like, but it is Monday. Uh, he's like, don't argue. Look, I'll do you a favor. Pay me the fine. They, this is code. This is bribery code. Pay me the fine, and I'll take care of it for you. you know, just dame la multa. That's, that's, that's the code in Spanish. Dame la multa. I'm so bailing on this. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> Come back next week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, folks, uh, I don't know. You fuck that door. Why? Um, I, all the corruption in the world, how the state of things really bums me out. Because, like, I want to believe humanity can evolve into, like, just spiritual evolve to, like, a single loving organism, you know? I mean, I also want to believe my girlfriend's not sucking a dick right now. But <laughs> she, uh, she, <laughs> she, I think she is. She told me she, told me she could taste uh, uh, pineapple in, in jizz. 
I'm like, that's a thing, right? I, I guess it's a thing. I said, I don't think so, babe. She's like, no, no, no. I could also taste when you eat kale. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hold on. To get a palate that sharp, like you have to taste many varieties to get a palate that sharp. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an okay premise. It'll work on it. Yeah! Um, I don't know. I know I look, I know my face looks like Jim Carrey banged Mark Anthony. <laughs> I'm aware of that. You guys, I know this. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, uh, I don't know what joke, I don't know what joke to do. I just want to like end on one. I, this is just a fuck you joke, you guys, because we're all perverts. Uh, uh, I'm becoming just like my dad. You know, I started smoking. I drink too much. I'm banging my mom. <laughs> and it's like, when's it going to end? Thanks. He's <laughs> <laughs> bagging his mom. Jonathan Ortiz, stay up there. We have people on the panel, starting with Joey Avery, it looks like. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in there. I think Thanks. some of it, like the first joke about he wants you to build a wall, I can't even build a relationship. That's funny. I wouldn't even say with the redhead at work. I would just keep it like kind of symmetrical and quick like that. Um, and I think that that all – you take a few words out of that whole kind of thing and, mm. and maybe don't have to look at your notes. I think that one's pretty good to go. Mm. Um, with the pineapple one, you could <coughs> – I mean, I don't know if this is kind of cheap or hacky, but you could basically just say, like, you know, she's talking about, oh, yeah, I can taste pineapple, and then you basically say that you've never had it, you know, or you don't, you don't eat pineapple, what, whatever it is. You're allergic to it that she's sucking someone else's piece. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, bit about the uh, guy hanging out the window going, woo, 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 with uh, Eddie Murphy from Delirious. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, but he's talking about gay, gay cops. Going, Ew! He's making like a gayer, oh, woo, okay. woo, 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 woo noise. Cool, but cool. It's, uh, I don't know. That's just an interesting guy. No, it's good to know. Yeah. Thanks, man. <coughs> Your choice. Also, I don't think the Mexicans are going to get the contract on building the wall that's obviously going to go to the Chinese. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They've got wall building experience. No, he wants first generation. Well, to, no, to uh, he wants Mexican people to die in the wall. Only Chinese will do that. Mexicans <laughs> won't die in the wall. That's true. And like uh, that. Chinese, they die. The whole railroad thing, man, they just they blast like through. They'd blast through mountains. They'd be like, oh, we just lost a bunch of... In fact, this is a crazy thing that happened. This has nothing to do with your set, but they did this to Chinese people when they were making the trains, is when they were going through like big tunnels and stuff, and they didn't have enough money to pay them. They'd just blow it up so they'd all die inside of it so they wouldn't have to pay them. So they'd do all the work. Classic comedy. Classic Americans, you know, white guys yeah. being dicks. And so that's, uh, they would, instead of paying them, they just blow them up in the mind and go, oops, what an accident. How terrible. Yay, 1850s. Sorry, back to Jonathan Ortiz's joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the thing about um, the, uh, the, the the cops taking bribes, yeah. uh, I don't like have like a specific setup for this, but like there, you know, have you heard about the um, the civil forfeiture thing that we have here? It's like cops, if you're if they pull you over and they they can ask you, you know, are you carrying any cash on you, and you and you say yes, they're legally allowed to take it. What? Yeah, yeah no, it's it true. Like, uh, 50, 
I, I don't know what the limit is, but it's still ridiculous that they can even do that. But I just think that there's like a, some kind of parallel yeah. l- uh, line it's to be drawn. It, it, like, like right, like so maybe just you know the Mexican cops they're just totally upfront about how they're bilking you. They didn't make a law to try and um, uh, legitimize it. Right, right. Yeah. Did they give it back to you? Uh, no, they don't have to. Because the same thing is, can't they take your car? Like, if you're at a stoplight and a policeman runs up and he's like, I need your car! They're, they're allowed to, like, take a lot, like, not just money. They can they can just, like, take uh, property, too. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. What's the terminology? What's uh, civil forfeiture. Yeah, there's a, there's a John Oliver bit about it, or episode from his HBO show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, that's a really good. That's the best resource, probably. Cool, thanks, you guys. One second, Johnny. One more thing. I think you gotta you gotta find which joke you expect the laugh to come on, which word you expect the laugh to come on, and move it closer to the end. Okay. That's like you you'll say something and we'll all get it, but then you'll kind of keep on talking and <laughs> oh. take the thunder out of your joke. Okay. Choose so yeah, choose your word to punctuate. Yep. I'll listen S- to says it. the FBI agent oh. Yuri Mikhailovsky as he comes <laughs> up to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking narc today. He's a chicken narc. <laughs> Yay, Jonathan Ortiz! Jonathan Ortiz, yeah! All right, your next comedian. Uh, very funny lady. She's been having amazing sets here at uh, all of our shows. Clubhouse, happy hour, the whole deal. Put your hands together right now. It's Mary Goss! <laughs> I'm so nice. You bled for us. <laughs> We're doing great things here at Muni Radio. Um, what did I want to work on today? Oh, um, have you ever been negged and catcalled at the same time? Because <laughs> I just did. It was very exciting. I was walking between OMG and Brainwash, like, obviously. Um, <laughs> And uh, this guy just like walks walks by me and doesn't really pause or anything. Just like looks at me and is just like, "You don't know you're beautiful." <laughs> and I was just like, "That is wrong." <laughs> and very rude, honestly. I don't know what it is about me that people just like see that I'm carrying myself like I'm w- just looking to be struck down by lightning at any moment. Um, and I sound like I'm on the verge of tears all the time. <laughs> But I actually have very, very high self-esteem. And the reason I have very high self-esteem is because, and this is part of a longer joke, but everyone's hurt, so I'm not going to go through it. But I got hot very suddenly. So that's when you know that you get hot. Like, if it happens gradually, it's just like the frog in the water and the boiling and shit. You don't know. You don't know. But when it happens all at once, there are a lot of things that happen, like, very differently in your life that were not before. (laughs) And it's super exciting. Like, I don't pay for coffee most of the time I just don't pay yeah if you if I go into a place long enough and pay for coffee uh, then then I don't have to do that anymore (laughs) like it it becomes a pay-as-you-go thing Um, and then what was the other thing I forgot because I just wrote it Um, oh a lot of people just try to talk to you about like really mundane bullshit that they weren't trying to talk to you before like strangers will just be like so like this weather <laughs> exists. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, these are a lot of conversations I was not having while I was an ugly person. Like, this is a big time bummer. <laughs> I don't have time for this shit in my life. Um, the other thing is that people started uh, acting like I was stupid just off the bat. <laughs> and uh, that, w- that was the one where I was just like, nice. <laughs> like, 
I am definitely a hot girl now. Like people just automatically assume that I'm stupid. It's so good. It's so good. What else did I want to work on today? Oh, I've been uh, making some new friends lately. Are we happy for me? Thank you. I have made some new friends. And friendship or any sort of relationship is really just a way for me to like, the beginning part is just me waiting it out to see when I can start being as obnoxious as I possibly can. <laughs> um, so I got to that point recently. Like, uh, my house has a no shoe um, policy because we're not fucking animals. Um, people don't wear their shoes in the house. So then when people are, like, if I'm, like, hanging out with a new friend, like, if we get to the point where we're hanging out on purpose and then they're leaving, um, I like to do this thing where I will just, they're trying to put on their shoes, and I will take them and I will throw them as far as I possibly can multiple times. And that is how I make new friends. That one's not working yet. I'm going to figure that one out. But thank you for going on this journey with me. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um... Yeah, no, I think that was, yeah, that was pretty much all I wanted to work on today, so I'm doing good. Thanks. Very good. Super hot. Yay. <laughs> I know it's hard to be smart and hot at the same time. It's confusing for a lot of people, it's I so think. Exhausting. They don't, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Comments. Jenny, find a, find a microphone. There we go. Back plugs in. Uh, I think you should, you should explain more why, like, someone saying you don't know you're beautiful is nagging and a uh, compliment. Because uh, I think there's, like, something really funny you can say about that, how, like, people think that that's a compliment and it's not. Uh, although, actually, I think I might have seen a bit about that, but, like, the bit was very accurate, and I feel like there's a lot more you can say about that. Um, yeah. Anyone else want it? You don't know you're beautiful. I think that's a One Direction it lyric. Is. I don't know how I know <laughs> that. <laughs> you could, you could maybe. <laughs> that's a good point. They didn't coin it. I'm sure. Okay. All right. That's that's valid. That could be in there though. That that was your favorite part of his compliment slash neg. That microphone over there by the boys is mighty empty. There's the, the girl side that's going off, but the guys are just all looking at each other. No one has problems with being too hot. You guys don't <laughs> relate to that at all? It's not happening with you? So, I, I, I don't know. With my experience, <laughs> which is not much, uh, like, I guess it, it's going to depend where you start this, this bit about you being hot. I think you're going to lose... I think you're gonna lose about 50% of the men, 50% of the women, because they're just gonna hate on you. Like, you're on stage talking about how hot you are. You have a whole bit about how hot you are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, just keep that in mind. That's all. Yeah, no, that I was waiting. I was waiting for the critique that I'm not hot enough to be making that joke, um, <laughs> which is personal taste. It's fine, but I do. It's part of a longer bit I have about like old money versus new money hotness. So I go into it a little bit easier usually than just being like, "So I'm hot, friends." Um, I would. Uh, um, I agree with him in the way, like, even if I see a guy go up there and start talking about, you know, how much pussy he gets or how much doing whatever, it's just I'm not going to shut the fuck out watching my phone. Yeah. Uh, I think you should turn the hotness into a question, like, am I hot? These things are happening. Is this why? Is this what happens to a hot girl? 
um, like kind of play up the insecurity a little bit. I could, but that drives me bonkers though because well, everyone uh, like I don't know. I mean, there's that's girl part power. of that's what I. That's why he's right. You're gonna lose some people on that. Maybe. Yeah. Well, but maybe if you go to the whole thing about if you start with your hot and then talk about how you're a hot 12 year old and you like throw <laughs> in a pedophile joke. I love my pedophile. It'd be like joke. it takes you know it's a certain it's a it's a taste thing. It's a what's it called? You're an acquired taste. It's the tw- you're 12 year old hot. Um, I think that you did a really good job leading in by saying how you carry yourself and your voice. So I think you did a good job leading in, and the fact that there's something missing, I think that we're just missing that link, but I think it's great. I don't think you should worry about losing people on that, personally. Um, and if you, uh, even if you fail on it or whatever, keep the part somewhere about the always sounding like you're on the verge of tears. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. I think you're plenty hot to do that without losing anybody. I just want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but FBI you don't you don't, o- you don't only get the the sugar, you also get the salt, but you don't dress like a hot girl. So that I feel like has to come into it. I usually only do that joke when I'm dressed like a hot girl, but I'm trying to get better now. Yeah. Some people think that the Martha Stewart ponytail, dirty girl, like making <laughs> hanging out in the backyard barn with the goats is a cute look. Yeah. I'm down. She Mar- put on she put on mascara. What the fuck do you guys want? What's wrong? Mary, <laughs> if you just own it, like I don't think you should worry at all about it. With the, like I'm hot. If you're like up there, like yeah, I'm hot. Fuck you. And you just own it. I don't think you're gonna alienate anybody. Just like commit to it 100. percent You got it. It's true. She's so cute. How could you not like Mary Goss? <laughs> exactly. Everybody clap. How can you not love Mary Goss? Yay! <laughs> Yay! Let's keep this vagina train rolling with another female comedian. Excited Ooh. stuff. Uh, I actually, she's she's not, hasn't been in comedy long, but is wowing audiences all over the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco. Put your hands together. It's Jenny Hogan. Yay! Uh, so I saw that you can get these like smart vibrators, which are vibrators that will connect to the Wi-Fi and then take your data and figure out like kind of what works for you and then feed it back to you. So I was like, okay, I definitely want to get one. <laughs> but then I was like, actually, I don't want to have all of my entertainment depend on Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> like, that's the issue with it. <laughs> um, because what do I do if there's an earthquake, you know? <laughs> like, as it is right now, in the event of an earthquake, like if all the power goes down, I still have my battery-powered vibrator. Uh, so I can do that for like a couple hours, but um, I don't know about this Wi-Fi vibrator. So I, uh, I tried to delete my Facebook recently. When you try to delete your Facebook, they make you wait 30 days, uh, which means that like deleting your Facebook is as hard as buying a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's like pretty appropriate, to be honest. I think the reasons are good. So I'll start by saying that I don't think people should be able to buy guns under any circumstances. I'm very liberal. I would only support gun use in the event that the gun were being used to abort a baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, they make you wait 30 days because you might be like in a fit of like suicidal rage or like homicidal rage or something and they want you to cool down. And so I think it's appropriate because I think people delete their Facebooks for the same reasons, you know? Like anytime I've tried to delete my Facebook, it's because I post a status that I think is like extremely witty and it does not get the like count it deserves. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, you bitches are gonna fucking miss me when I'm gone. So I actually, do you guys ever like go through your own Facebook pictures and then like imagine that it's like a person you like going through all your Facebook pictures and then get like really turned on? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, me neither. Um, so I am not, I wouldn't describe myself as like an extremely sexual person, like I, other than the Wi-Fi vibrator thing, but I, I'm more into like the Wi-Fi part of it, to be honest, the data collection. Um, I, I like sex, I don't love sex, like I don't have sex for like the sake of sex really, like I usually have like a good reason for it, like if I really like someone, um, or if I want to test out whether or not my IUD is working, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I, the last person, I, I haven't had sex in a while, the last person I had sex with was my ex-boyfriend like eight months after we broke up, and the thing is that like, I have been single for a while and I'm pretty concerned that it, like at kind of the rate I was going, if I stayed single for too long, I would have just had sex with like way too many people. So I decided I should only have sex with people I've already had sex with basically, like they all got <laughs> grandfathered in. Um, <laughs> but like everyone else, like no one knew. So uh, I don't mind that I like haven't had sex, as I said, not super sexual. But I will say my only concern is that it's gonna be like a gap in my resume and that like the next time I wanna have sex with someone, they're gonna be like, do you even still have these skills? <laughs> Like, do you even still, like, I don't know, like, things have changed. Like, the girls coming out of college today um, are giving much more efficient blowjobs, uh, <laughs> aided by technology. They're just getting through it much faster. Um, what else was I was going to talk about? Okay, so I, uh, I play with my hair a lot, and uh, maybe you've noticed this if you've ever looked at me, which I would recommend doing. Uh, <laughs> And people like kind of get nervous by this. They think that I have like some kind of anxiety disorder and people wonder like, you know, if I'm uh, on the edge of a nervous breakdown or if I'm fine. And like the truth is I'm both. Like there's no reason why you can't exist on the edge of a nervous breakdown. Like I've been doing it for years and it's going great. Uh, I will say I think I'm getting carpal tunnel from playing with my hair too much. Uh, and I went to like the doctor about this because I'm a hypochondriac and she was like, are you sure? Like do you type all day? And I was like, yeah, I type all day, but it like mostly works, hurts when I'm like playing with my hair. Um, and then she was like, she probably see a psychiatrist about this. There's nothing I can do to help you. All right, I'm gonna work on that one. <laughs> Jenny Hogan! I've seen it. You're trying to develop a small dreadlock in the back of your head. Yeah, I am, yeah. yeah it's well, cute. It's like, it's like you're one, it's like you're, it's like you're the, a white non-appropriation. You're not appropriating the dreadlocks. I like it. Uh, I really like the thing about the smart vibrator. I thought that was a funny concept. I thought maybe uh, you could have more fun with it by saying that you actually did try it, and uh, it was great at first, but then like you got distracted because you started browsing the internet on it, and just kind of <laughs> you lost it. Or maybe there'd be something about, but I already spent all this money on that on an emergency hand crank vibrator that's in my earthquake kit. Something <laughs> <laughs> along those lines. Wow, yeah, the oh hand God. crank vibrator is awesome. <laughs> um, this, I mean, and you don't have to like talk about everything if you don't have particular material on it, but I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if there's a space to explain that you start off your set talking about how important it would be to have a yeah. vibrator on you at all times and then segue into, but I'm not a very sexual person. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, there's obviously a difference between, you know, wanking it and, and a having sex with someone, but, um, but I think that's... Interesting. Another thing, I think that the uh, the gun joke is is really funny, and obviously in this room, it doesn't matter. But do you think you will always want to set it up with your particular political statement? Because oh, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, if if it's important to you, I would never say don't do it. But you're just gonna that ship's gonna sail for <laughs> half the people in in most yeah. other. Are, are you saying the abortion joke? Yeah, I think it's I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't believe in guns and then into the abortion thing, which is on a T-shirt. You know, I mean, it is it is a joke. Kelsey Grammer got in trouble for wearing that T-shirt. Huh. Yeah, Frazier, believe it or not. <laughs> he said it said like guns 
would it bother them more if we used them for abortions? Oh. Um, I didn't so. know that. Man. Yeah, I just Joey you know, Avery with his pulse on America. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. If you guys want to know what's going on, you come talk to me. <laughs> all right? uh, the. Uh, it, it, even funnier, that you've got it takes it only takes five days to get a gun, but it takes thirty days to get rid of your Facebook. Yeah, uh, I, I, I stopped counting those around. Anybody doing the Facebook? If you want to know how to get rid of a Facebook page, immediately see me after. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. Um, and then uh, there's with the hair tick thing with the pulling your hair. There's room for a callback in there about the vibrator. I don't know what. But uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, it's the same thing. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, cool, well, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's. And it makes sense because you're pulling your own hair and you like to use a vibrator, but you don't consider yourself a sexual person, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet you're pulling your own hair <laughs> and using a vibrator. Yeah, there we go. I'm seeing it come together, <laughs> but um, <laughs> except you're coming alone. <laughs> All right, Madison looks like she has some com comments here. Oh, I was just thinking that for the vibrator joke, you could talk about um, using it while you wait for the rescuers to get to you after an earthquake. So you have a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I was going to say just uh, instead of saying a couple of hours, you could just make it like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just uh, no, because, you know, why not? <laughs> the solar flare is coming. Clap wildly for Ginny Hogan. Yay! <laughs> He's the one with the pulse on America. Your next comedian, a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Yeah, stay in touch because I'm on Facebook, Tim, you non-believer. Um, man, this is exciting. I haven't done comedy in like over a week, which is weird. It sucks. It's way better doing comedy, but I went to Coachella and then I got super sick and I didn't want to give you guys illness through microphones, so... I'm fucking back. Um, had a cool experience this weekend, though. I went to Dolores Park for the first time. I'd never been there. <laughs> I'd never been. I know. I'm a fucking asshole. But I finally went, and it was amazing. I didn't know there was a whole ecosystem of, like, characters that lived there. There's, like, coconut rum guy, and there's the guys that sell the edibles. And then you guys know sunblock guy? Have you fuck sunblock guy, all right? I have a problem with sunblock guy. Like, I, if you don't know, basically he has like a tool belt full of sunblock and he wears like this little kind of like banana hammock thing, these kind of hot pants, which I totally get is fine, but the problem is he's not selling sunblock, he's selling dick, all right? Which is fine, I get it, I've been selling dick for 25 years, it's a hard thing to sell, all right? The market is not always ripe for dick, you have to get creative. I get that, but don't go around masquerading as some sort of fucking melanoma-curing superhero, all right, when really you're just trying to get your bone wet. All right, I understand that, but I just find it disgusting. Like, I was watching him, he wasn't even selling it. Like, he'd go up to a group of girls and just basically start spraying them and talking to them and kind of seeing, like, am I going to get sprayed? Do I get to move in with lotion? Do I get to go hands-on? I just found it very creepy. I don't know what his final move is. Does he, like, as he's, like, massaging someone, go up behind him and just be like, you want to get some shade? <laughs> you want to get out of here? And then he goes and they make love and he just jizzes all over their back and slowly rubs it in. It <laughs> says something clever like, not so cold now, is it? Um, 
Yeah, I think he's coming on backs. So I think that's his whole thing. It's the whole Freudian thing. He used to go on beach trips with his parents. Um, I don't know. Isn't that why this total side project? But isn't that why people say that people get foot fetishes? Is because, like, the first thing you see is your mother's feet, and then... That's what I heard uh, from an unreliable source. Ooh, I have a foot fet... Well, I'm actually, I'll tell that. This I wasn't planning to tell this story, but my, uh, my girlfriend's past roommate was dating this guy. Seemed like a totally normal guy. Not that there's anything wrong with having a foot fetish, but... He would always ask her to see her feet when she would come home from work, and he would get very angry if she would wear any nail polish other than pink or red. He was a very specific foot fetish guy, and if they were having sex and he couldn't get off, he'd literally just go, stop, and he would crawl down and just shove her feet in his mouth and just blow immediately. (laughs) Isn't that so (laughs) strange? I always thought having a foot fetish would be such an easy thing because, like, oh, yeah, you're on the bus. Like, sick, I have a boner, you know? Like, I, it seemed like it would be so easy. You don't have to work that hard. But I didn't realize that you had to care about toenail polish and a whole litany of things. Um, oh, fuck that story. But uh, the other place I, I went this weekend, I've been here many times, but I was at the Palace of Fine Arts. And every time I go, I'm always blown away because it's such a beautiful place, you know? And the architecture is so interesting and it's ornate. But it bums me out because I'm like, they used to spend so much time. Like, on the Arctic, they, they put buckles on the sandal straps of every angel in the whole thing, you know? Like, we don't build things like that anymore. And that always bums me out. I'm like, man, have we sacrificed art for efficiency totally? And then I realized, I think mostly our taste probably just changed. Because if I hired someone to, like, build me a house, and I got back, and he was like, yeah, man, I got really artistic with it. I've been really into fat babies draped in linen playing piccolos recently. <laughs> so I made you a few of those, and I really fuck with gargoyles, all right? I would be horrified, and I would send him to the police. Uh, okay, thank you, guys. Take Joey Avery, aficionado of architecture. All right, comments. Get to some microphones. Tim Pizza has something to say. I think it'd be funny if some block guy was at the Palace of Fine Arts too. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, Mike might come back through. Yeah, yeah, just spraying gargoyles. (laughs) Cool. Anything else? Joey Avery's jokes are perfect, but we have things. Not sure if you know that the Palace of Fine Arts is a replica. That's right. Yeah, they from the initial World's Fair, right? Yeah, could be. I mean, yeah, it's same thing. Because whenever you see a church or whenever you see an old building, you're like, man, this is really cool. But we're, yeah. I was totally having the same thought about Sunblock guy last time I was there. Um, it'd be it'd be funny to describe him a bit more because he is like in a speedo and he's yeah. strapped with sunscreen like it's a holster. Yeah. Um, give us the visual a little more, but maybe also you're like so annoyed with him, you like get sunblock from him so you see like his style. Move. And you're just like yeah, see what yeah. he actually does, and you know details <laughs> about what he does. Right. That would be funny. Oh, that means so maybe he's going coming into on like my back. and then he and then he comes on. Pe- yeah. Plot well, you twist. said you said the babies with the piccolos. He might play his dick like a little piccolo, like if as, <laughs> as if a baby, as if a baby swathed in cloth was playing a piccolo, which was his dick. You know, I had never planned right for these two to go together <laughs> so well, but maybe they do. Um, I was at Dolores Park this weekend too, and I learned that the guy with the truffles he has like 300 Yelp reviews. 
Damn. And I don't know if the sunblock guy's got a yelp, but oh, he's got. He's like hashtag sunblock guy. Uh, okay, it could be interesting to like yeah. delve into the reviews on that. Guy. Yeah, I should tell people to tweet hashtag sunblock guy came on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movement. Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you guys. All right, Joey Avery. Yay! He can afford Coachella. He has a real job. That's really exciting. All right. <laughs> he, he does have a real job. I think he sells things or something. Your next comedian is exclamation point awesome. And uh, he runs a show called Hired Killers that he does all over, uh, you know, the city, but sometimes here at Mutiny Radio. Very funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Ben Lupinetti. Hey, hey, hey. Having a foot fetish sounds super fun. I'm going to check that out. I, uh, Ginny, I think you're talking about you're not, like, super stoked on sex in general. I'm not anymore, really. I think I'm done. I'm 27. I'm done with all that. But I feel like working feet in there in a really weird way could kind of, I don't know, that's the complexity I'm looking for right now. I'm also conflicted about how hot I am, you guys. Good timing. <laughs> I, uh, all right, here's what I want to talk about. I was, uh, about two years ago, I was coming out of a taco shop, and there's a guy panhandling outside the place. And I had uh, an extra dollar left over for my taco, so I gave it to him, and I walked on. Then as I was walking away, my buddy was with me. He says to me, hey, why'd you give that guy your money? You know he's just going to spend that on drugs. And I said, well, in all fairness, I was just going to spend that money on drugs, too. <laughs> Wasn't going to get a lot of drugs for them, but... Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. I did that bit at Brainwash like two years ago, a year and a half ago, and after I got off stage, Eric Krasner pulled me aside and he's like, hey, you know, that's a Greg Giraldo bit. Greg Giraldo does that joke. Greg Giraldo, he's a comic, he was really well likely died a little while back. So that unnerved me, that made me feel bad. It's like, did I steal a joke from Greg Giraldo? And I thought about it, and no, I've actually never seen Greg Giraldo stand up. I'm, I know what the guy looks like, I'm pretty sure I remember if I saw one of his sets, I'm pretty sure I did not steal that joke from Greg Giraldo. So after a time, I started doing it again. I'm doing the, the, I'd spend that money on drugs too, Joe. And I'm loving it. And the audiences are loving it, as you did. That was the correct response. <laughs> but then, a couple months after that, I was watching a YouTube video of a comedian named Steve Austin. Not wrestler, bald guy Steve Austin, long hair, scrawny, Scottish guy Steve Austin. And he's doing this bit, and in the middle of it, he has this kind of, basically a throwaway line about... Uh, this guy asked why I gave money to a panhandler who's just going to spend that money on drugs. And he's like, well, so was I. And then he moves on. So there's that joke again. And here's the thing. I couldn't be sure, but I think maybe I saw that video of Steve Austin like years and years back before I even started doing stand-up for the first time. So the question is... Did that 
little throwaway line in the middle of his thing go into my brain and just like get there and then it laid eggs and then they stayed dormant for a while until they hatched and I was like, I've got an idea. Great joke I came up with, maybe. And I was curious, other comics, if you've ever had experiences like that, if you've ever wondered if a joke of yours was really yours, if you'd ever been led to doubt the originality of something you came up with, because this is how the human mind works. We're very good at remembering stories, but where we lack is remembering where we heard stories for the first time. So there is this possibility that you're gonna pick something up and it's gonna stay with you and then it's gonna come out and you're not gonna remember that you got it from somewhere else. You're gonna think it's yours. Dane Cook got in trouble for ripping off Louis C.K. for also talking about having a really itchy asshole. Carlos Mencia got in trouble for lifting jokes. Robin Williams was accused of stealing material from other comics. So, what's up with that? <laughs> Discuss. Open, open town hall. Any thoughts on this? Oh, well, thanks. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's theft or, or stealing, but there's, I mean, you, there's a lot of paths to get to the same things when you're trying to be funny and you're thinking about the same things and hundreds of thousands of people are sa seeing the same thing happen. So yeah. I wouldn't worry about that, but usually when you find out it's already been done, you're like, oh, shit, I got to do something more intricate that has not. Well, yeah, because that's one thing that occurs to me is even if I can feel confident that I didn't steal this joke from this guy, it's like th the fact that somebody else did come up with it, that probably means it's it's not that precious to me in particular as a joke. That means it, it's a joke that other people could have and did come up with, so. I thought that chastity pelt was the smartest thing I'd ever come up with till I've heard now. I mean, I've been doing comedy for the chastity years. belt? You chastity thought that was pelt. your idea? No, chastity pelt. pelt. In that you grow your pubic hair out enough and it's a chastity pelt because no one wants to fuck you. Oh, that's very common. I thought I was, oh, I'm like, I'm a genius. I'm the smartest person alive. And I've heard like six other people do the same joke. That joke was on the soup. Oh, no. Joke was on the soup, y'all. Oh, shit. See, and I don't, ever, I don't even have a TV, so I didn't get it from there. But it's in the cultural gestalt. And when it's in there, it comes to you and you think you're a genius. But it, it could just be that everybody's come up with it. I don't yeah. know. It's too yeah. easy. Cultural it's zeitgeist, Pam. Cultural. When you make another person cry because you cried. Glad we got that cleared up. Thank God. Um, yeah, food for thought. So I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stay, like, done with that bit. But I just, I think it's, I think it's a fascinating thing to think about because obviously we, I think we all want to be as original as we possibly can be. But. But that there, there's the deeper question in any art, is there anything really new that you can do or has it all, is there some, are we all just like doing variations on the past? This is like, I, I feel like I'm right in the end of The Great Gatsby or something. Ben, it is, it is really deep, but here's the thing it all comes down to. We're all, we're all speaking English right now, so we're using the same 26 letters to shove them together to form words to make pictures in people's heads. And it's all derivative. It's exactly. All I thought I came up with the letter D. <laughs> I thought that was mine. <laughs> Turns out Bill Hicks had a whole oh. set where he uses the letter D like 50 times. <laughs> See, there's your joke. You have a minute and 15 left, but also for comments, that's it. And then we got to move on. But you still have a minute and 15. <coughs> um... 
I'm not going to subject you guys to what's on my hand. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to spend the next minute thanking you. You guys, you're great. Uh, I love your jacket. So blue. Okay. I'm not really doing this. Wait, thanks, guys. So wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, do it. No, no, no. Trina has something to say. Trina wanted to say something, and then she slunk down underneath like a Muppet. Like, what happened? Are you a puppet? or Dude, say the thing. No, no, no. She doesn't want to say. She doesn't want to say. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Clap again for Ben. Yay! <laughs> All right. You don't have to work anymore. The comments are done because we only have 25 minutes left, which means we're going to do lightning three-minute sets for the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight comics so we can get everybody in. When you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Allison Hooker. Hey, guys. On my way here, I uh, gave a homeless man a dollar. And uh, someone was with me, and they were like, don't you know he's going to spend it on drugs? And I was like, whatever. I did drugs through that dollar. I was going to give it to him, but he left. 